put it in action in our lives that we can glorify Jesus, that we can magnify our King. And Father, this night, we thank you for the death, burial, and the resurrection. We thank you for what Jesus has done for us. We thank you that you have produced a new creation nation. We thank you that you have called us sons and daughters of the Most High God. We thank you this night that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We thank you tonight that you set us apart. You've made us your people. You have given us your spirit, your anointing. Father, we thank you tonight for what you've already, past tense, made us individually. We thank you what you've made us collectively as a church. And Father, we give Jesus the honor and glory for it in Jesus' name. And every saint said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated. Turn with me tonight to Romans, the fifth chapter. Hallelujah. Romans, the fifth chapter. You know, it's a key verse in Romans 5, 12 that I start most every teaching uh, uh, that Paul has, uh, uh, every letter that he, he has written, every teaching he has, I start from that point. You know, someone else might start from another point. But I start right there because that's, that verse has all, all the plan of God right there in it. <clears throat> Romans 5, 12. <coughs> Excuse me. Wherefore, as by one man, Adam, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Because of Adam's transgression... Because of Adam committing high treason, he opened the door through sin, and by that door being open, Satan came in and set up his headquarters. In other words, Satan is here in this earth. 2 Corinthians 4.4 calls him the God of this world. No, he does not own the earth. No, he does not own the cattle on a thousand hills, but he has a system set up here in the earth whereby he can rule and reign and dominate men. As one man sinned, he opened the door. The breach came and death came in. Spiritual condition. We call it spiritual death. In other words, it got on every man. Every man had sinned. <coughs> Arthur S. Way translates that verse. He said, the outcome of this is the inauguration of a new era. The era of the one individual man made the breach through which sin entered into the world. And in the track of sin came death. So it is. So it was that death passed through that door to assail all men. So that verse right there tells exactly what was wrong with man. <coughs> man was a sinner not because of acts, but because of a sin nature. He had something on the inside of him alienating him from the life of God. So this had to be rectified. It could not, it could not be just that God forgive people of their sins. It had to go deeper than that. It had to go to the root cause of sin. Hallelujah. You know, over in 1 John it says, A man that's born again cannot wallow in sin. He can't continue in sin. 
If he's born again, he will not wallow in sin. He'll not, not make sin a habit. Sin is against his nature. Can you say amen? A person that continues on in sin and feels com- comfortable in it is not born again. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. I don't fit in down at the wine shop anymore. I don't fit in with a lot of people anymore. I don't fit there. It just does not fit. You know, kind of like trying to put a square peg in a, a round hole. It does not fit. It's something different about born-again man. He does not fit into this world. Amen. He does not fit into this system. He has got another system. He is trusting Jesus as his Lord and not his own self or anything he can conjure. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, when Adam sinned, death came in, When death came in, it got on all men. Every man born into the world was just like an epidemic. It got on all men. And so God sent another Adam. The Bible calls him the last Adam. We call him Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Adam, the head of the human race, the head of the human race, gave way to sin, Satan moved in, and so he was the father of the spiritually dead men. They were separated from God. They could not get to God. No matter how they prayed, they still separated from God because something on the inside of them is dead, separated from God. But God did not leave it at that. He sent the last Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ. There needs to be no more. He sent him into the world, and he started a new creation nation. Not just a new race, but a new kind of people. Not men that had to be born again. Not men that tried to do better. But he made a man that was better, praise God. Hallelujah. He made a man that was holy, righteous, sanctified, set apart, a peculiar people, a new creation nation made in the very image of the first one, the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. First Corinthians 15 and 21. You know, we could take any of these verses and we could preach all night on them. But we want to look at them. We want to digest them into our hearts. We want them a part of our life. Amen. We want it to belong to us. It's not, you know, if all this is is knowledge that I can say I know something about the Pauline Revelation. I know something about this. Knowledge for knowledge's sake puffs men up. But revelation knowledge in the heart humbles a man before Almighty God. Can you say amen? He doesn't say, look who I am. I'm some kind of hot shot. Look at me. Jesus lives in me. No, blessed be God. It's no longer I. I haven't done it. Bless God. It is the Messiah, the Christ that liveth in me. Praise God. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 15 and 21 said, For since by man came death. Now, some of you may not understand this one thing. If you'll understand this, you can understand the Bible. Someone said, 
Well, how can I understand the Bible? If you understand these two things, the door of understanding comes, swings on two hinges, life and death. If you understand that, you can understand the Bible. Amen? One man brought death. One man brought life. Amen? And that opens the door to the whole Bible. Amen. It swings open. Death came in by one man, but bless God, another man closed that door and opened another one. Praise God. Hallelujah. For since by man came death, a spiritual condition, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Death New Testament translates that verse. It said death happens to, to people because of what one man, Adam, did. But the rising from the dead also happens because of one man, Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. One man got us into it and one man got us out of it. How many of you know for eternity from the time that Jesus Christ took upon himself flesh and bone, blessed be God, from that time forward, Jesus Christ will always be a man. When you get to heaven, you'll see a man named Jesus Christ. You say he won't be God. Yes, he'll be God, but he will still be a man. There's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. You'll see a man with nail-scarred hands. You'll see a man whose, whose head has been scarred by the thorns of a thorny crown. You'll see a man who'll have a pierced side. You'll see a man that died on an old rugged cross for you, praise God. Can you say amen? He'll forever be a man. Praise God. As by one man, death came. By man also came the resurrection. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you know you done been raised out of death? You've been raised out of that condition. You've been translated out of that condition into this condition. Out of one kingdom into another kingdom. Praise God. Out of one condition into another condition. Praise God. 22nd verse said, but every man, uh, 22nd verse, for as by, as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Amen. In Adam all died. He gave birth to a, see he stands for the whole human race. He's the head of the whole human race. As by Adam all men, this death got on all men. Oh, but over on the other hand, we've got Jesus Christ. And by one man, all men that receive him receive the life and nature of Almighty God. They're no longer an old sinner. They're not just a forgiven sinner. They're not a sinner saved by grace. They are a brand new creation made in the image of Almighty God with God's life, his nature, God's ability. This man has been made and given the very nature of the living God. God calls him sons and daughters just like Jesus. Praise God. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Johannes Grieber, German translator, translates that. He said, For just as all die in spiritual death in common with Adam, so all will return to spiritual life in common with Christ. See, Adam got us into the first Adam. But God didn't leave it with the first Adam. He sent another Adam, praise God. 
What does Adam mean? This means the father of one kind of nation, a father of one kind of people. Bless God, Adam gave birth to one kind, but Jesus Christ gave birth to a new kind. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good News Bible said, in union with Adam, in union with Christ. Philip said, as members of a sinful race, all men die. How many of you know you're not a member of a sinful race? You don't belong to a sinful race. Said, well, don't I belong to the human race? Technically, you do. Now, technically, because you have a physical body, that's what uh, qualifies you to stay here on this earth. But as soon as that physical body dies, the real you will go to where you belong, praise God. It'll go back to the uh, origin, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. To be absent from the body is to be present with Almighty God. Paul writes on, said, death, where is your sting? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. All members of a sinful race, as members of a sinful race, all men die. As members of the Christ of God, all men are raised to life. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, when we talk about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we're talking about Jesus acting as your substitute. He died for me. While I was yet a sinner, he died for me. Amen. He was buried for me. He descended for me. He was given life when he was given, I was given life when he was given life. He was acting for my stead. He was raised for me. Now he was, we seated at, seated at the right hand of God for me. How many of you know you've been raised together to sit together in heavenly places? Amen. Amen. So whatever Jesus did, he's acting as my agent, my substitute. He's acting as my stand-in. Whatever he accomplished is already set down to your account. It's not, I'm not trying to get it. Jesus has already accomplished it for us. Amen. Praise God. In the mind of God, the death, the burial, and the resurrection handle every problem that man can face. I don't care what you're facing. I believe God, in the mind of God, he thinks it's already handled. Yeah, but you don't know what kind of sinner I've been. I think Jesus paid the price. Yeah, but you don't know how I've failed since I've been saved. Confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. If you confess your faults on uh, uh, sin to God, he'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. I think he thinks it's all handled. See, someone said, yes, but you don't know I've been sick for many years. Well, himself took your infirmities and bear your sicknesses. Amen. Someone said, well, I don't know how to get it. Well, just keep hanging around. You get a hold of this, you can get it. You get a hold of this. God has sent you through the divine process, the death, burial, and the mighty resurrection and produced a quality of man which he himself is so proud of, he calls them son. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You know, Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. He didn't say you must be forgiven of your sin. You must try to do better. No, it's something wrong deep down on the inside of you that must be annihilated. The old man that you was is hooked up to a evil spirit. It has to be annihilated. Its uh, 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 union has to be severed. It is so 
entangled with spiritual death that God had to annihilate the old man and make you a brand new creation. Totally new. Totally new. Totally new. Praise God. You know, he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Other translation says that you must be refathered from above. Refathered. How many of you know you've been refathered? Refeathered. You've been refathered. Amen. Do you understand that? You've got a new father. Well, I've been adopted. No, no, no. That is not right. It is not that you've been adopted as some kind of outcast and brought into the family of God. The man on the inside of you is born right out of the heart of Almighty God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This Word was made flesh. How was it made flesh? Because God the Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, overshadowed Mary, and she received the Word of Almighty God. It was seed. It produced. Is that right? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus was the seed of Almighty God. Amen. He was the Word made flesh. Amen. We beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Is that right? Hold your finger right there. Turn over to 1 Peter. Quickly. Hebrews, James, and Peter. Hallelujah. I don't know why I got you holding your finger there. I'll just give you something to do with your finger, I guess. <laughs> Wasn't going back over there, so. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus, it said, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Is that right? In Mark 4, he said, the sower sowed the Word. In other words, the Word is seed. Amen. Is that right? He said that this Word became flesh. And it dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, born to the Father. Jesus said, you're going to have to be born to the Father too. You're going to have to have a new birth. Nicodemus said, how can a man enter back into his mother's womb? No, it's not a physical birth. It is a spiritual birth. Hallelujah. It's being born from another world. Hallelujah. Being born from God himself. Amen. First Peter, the first chapter, look in the 23rd verse. It's talking about you being born again. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By what? The word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Let me tell you something, folks. You've been, you're the seed of Almighty God. Someone said, I'm the seed of Abraham. Well, I'm the seed of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are born again, how? By the word of God, the incorruptible seed. You have become the word made flesh, praise God. The word of Almighty God has made flesh in Christ's body. Amen. Are you the body of Christ? Well, in that same thing, didn't he say he got this treasure in an earthen vessel? <laughs> he got this thing in a, in a clay house. Hallelujah. Someone diagnosed and uh, analyzed what a man was, and I think he's 16 buckets of water and one good bucket of mud, you know. 
but you got this thing in a mud bucket. <laughs> Amen. You got this treasure. You've got this treasure. What is this treasure? It is God himself living on the inside of you just like he did in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> Let's read that again. How was I born again? Well, God looked down in his infinite wisdom and he stretched forth through the many ages and he miraculously reached down and I was changed from nature to grace. No, bless God, he just sent his seed into you just like he did into Mary. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are the word made flesh. Just simple, simple, simple. Amen. All right, being born again, not of corruptible seed, not of natural seed, not anything man did, not of flesh and bone, not of, he said, you wasn't born of natural things. Said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. How was I born again? By the word of God. By the word of God. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The word was made flesh. We beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten Son of God. Jesus was the only begotten Son of God. After the resurrection, he becomes the first begotten. There is other begotten. Amen. amen. Can you say amen? amen? He said you are predestined to be conformed to the exact image of the Lord Jesus Christ that he might become the firstborn of many brethren. Many like him. Many like him. Born by the word of God. Born on the wings of love, folks. Praise God. Born on the wings of the Holy Ghost. Born on the wings of the dove. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. This is special. Man, Christendom needs to know what they are. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Galatians 2.20 said, I am or I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Now it's not I that lives, but it is Christ that liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh. How do I live this life? I live by the faith of the Son of God. Well, how do I get the faith of the Son of God? I was born with it. <laughs> See, now on any subject, if I'm teaching on healing, faith comes on any subject. Faith comes by hearing any subject. But let me tell you something. You've got something on the inside of you called the faith of Jesus Christ that'll believe anything in this Word of God. Amen. Got the ability on the inside of you to believe anything God says. Amen. Amen. Someone said, well, I ain't got enough faith. Well, you need to get saved then. Amen. It's because by grace was you saved through faith and that not of yourselves a gift of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I was crucified with Christ. Amen. Romans 6, 8 said, I died with Christ or I shared Christ's death. In other words, when he died, I died. God is doing something with the old man that you was. He's doing something with him. He was crucified him. See, he crucified him. All the counts that he had against this old man, everything he'd done, all this counts, he closed this account book and nailed it to the cross. He annihilated There's no record of your old man. There's no record of it. Now, Satan would like to bring up some of that stuff, but that ain't no big deal. Hallelujah. You know, if he is, when he brings it up, he's a liar. Yeah. 
Have he said you the worst of all sinners? I done read over there, Paul said he was, so it ain't you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. Romans 6, 8 said, I died with Christ. Praise God. I was buried with Christ. What is all this? What are you trying to say? The old man, God crucified him. The old man, God killed the old man. He did not patch him up and make him a better person. He crucified him, he died, and he was buried. He's buried. Someone said, my old man rises up every now and then. He, he stinketh too, don't he? <laughs> Amen. Turn with me to Colossians. Colossians, the second chapter. Colossians 2.12. <laughs> Colossians 2 and 12. Now we're talking about the divine process, you being identified with Jesus. Now when Jesus went to the cross, who'd he go to the cross for? Say it out loud, for me. For me. Who'd he go to the cross for? For me. Who did he die for? For me. See, he's acting, he's our substitute. He is the Lamb of God. Is that right? He is God's sacrifice on the cross. Isn't he the Lamb of God? But he said he's something else. He said, I'm the Son of Man, or man's representative too. I'm not just God's representative as the Lamb. Hallelujah. Abraham offered up his only begotten Son. Hallelujah. So God offered up his in this final deal. Amen. But blessed be God, Jesus was the Son of Man. He was the Son of God. And on that cross, the covenant man cut a covenant for God and man. Blood flowed and a new covenant was established in the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? We've got a covenant cut between God and man. Well, what man stood there? The Son of Man. God stepped forward and they cut a covenant. The Son of God and the Son of Man and blood flowed. Amen. A new covenant in the blood of the living God. So I was crucified. I, was, I died. I, I was buried. God's running this old man through this process. He killed him. He annihilated He buried him. He buried him. We need to bury that old man. You say, you don't know what all I've done. You don't understand, brother soul. My past haunts me. Well, you need to let it stop right now. Hallelujah. You need to cut it off right now because Jesus said, come unto me, everyone that's heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Praise God. I can deliver you from the sin. I can deliver you from your past and make you a brand new creation. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. 12th verse, 2.12 said, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Buried with him in baptism. Raised with him. Buried and raised. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. C.S. Lovett translates that. He said, you received the death of Christ, that is, once you were baptized into him, his death became as surely 
became yours as surely as though you had shared his tomb. You also have his resurrection life working in you. Hallelujah. So if one part of it's true, the other part's true. If he died for me, if, if he was crucified for me as my substitute, if he was buried for me, then blessed be God, I got something working on the inside of me called the resurrection life of Almighty God. Amen. Amen. It raised us out of spiritual death and caused us to set our feet on a solid rock. Praise God. <coughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. See, a lot of times when we have water baptismal service, you know, I was taught this, so, so I, I know how different, you know, I, I, the Lord brings to my remembrance things I learned as a young boy. And they always told me, you need to be baptized. How come I need to be baptized? To follow in the Lord's footsteps. How many of you ever heard that, see? See, I was trained that way, following the Lord's footsteps. No, water baptism has nothing to do with following in the Lord's footsteps. Water baptism is acting out in the natural what happened to you in the spirit. I was crucified with Christ. I died, and when I go down into that water, that represents me being buried with Christ. And when I come out of that water, it represents my union with the resurrected, glorified Christ, the one that sits at the right hand of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not in union with the past, but I've got a new life, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every, every single thing connected to the old man was buried with Christ. Amen. Well, Brother Sullivan, since I've been saved, I ain't been the Christian I ought to been. Well, how many of you have been in that shape? You don't have to raise your hand. And if you don't raise your hand, you, don't, you need to come to the altar for lying. Because everybody, anybody been the Christian they, they thought they ought to be? Never, you just done everything you knew, just, just, you done just everything right. Anybody here like that? You need to come preach and let me listen to it. I need to hear some good stuff. <laughs> Everybody, nobody's been exactly what they ought to be. But thanks be unto God, when you confess it, it's just like it's never happened. Never happened. Never happened. Do you understand that? But I fail. It never happened in the mind of God, and I don't care what anybody else says. Amen. Hallelujah. That belongs to that dead man. He stinketh. Hallelujah. Water baptism is acting out. Hallelujah. Praise God. The death, the burial, and the resurrection. That's what it means. You're not following in the footsteps. You're giving an outward show of what happened to you in the spirit. I was crucified. I died and was buried. That old man went down into that water and blessed be God. They sang a song I used to like to hear it. I thought it was, I thought it was just played around on them jukeboxes around those wine shops. They baptized Jesse Taylor in Cedar Creek last Sunday. How many of you the devil lost or something or nothing, and God won a brand new man or something. Any of y'all ever heard that? How's that go? Say it. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
they baptized Jesse Taylor in Cedar Creek last Sunday. The devil lost... And Satan lost a good right arm. How I mean, he lost it. He don't live anymore. When he was baptized, he came out of that water a new man, a new creation, born of the Spirit of Almighty God, born on the wings of love, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. See that old man, he's connected over here to Adam. And Jesus said, you've got to change daddies. You've got to be refathered. You've got to be born again. How am I going to be born again, Jesus? How am I going to get in my mother's womb again? Here I am, I'm six too. How are we going to work that? He said, I thought you was a teacher of Israel. He said, if you don't understand this, how are you going to understand anything? They didn't know more what he was talking about. He might as well have been talking in other tongues. Amen. They didn't understand. They didn't understand. All they knew was outward rituals and trying to cover their sins. But God, when he sent Jesus, he annihilated the sin, the sin problem, and the old sinful man, praise God. He annihilated that man. He crucified him. He, he died and he was buried. He's gone. He entombed him with Christ. Amen. You've heard me tell this, but during World War II, President Harry S. Truman, after Roosevelt died, he was vice president, he, came, he became president. And they had a project started with the atomic bomb. I believe we call it the Manhattan Project. And they started this project, and they were making an atomic bomb, and you know, it takes something for a man to make a decision that I will drop something so devastating on humanity that it will annihilate hundreds of thousands of people. It'll annihilate them from the earth. That takes a powerful decision. But they waited out, and they knew if they went and attacked Japan straight on that they would they, would, they wouldn't give up. They, they figured that we personally, the United States, would lose close to a million men. So they waited out. And they decided they'd drop an atomic bomb on Hiroshima. And I heard this young, uh, she was young then, a young Japanese woman. She was elderly. It was in the 50s, 56, 57, in that, in that area. And she said, she saw the great plane come. See, we'd done annihilated Japan, the J Japanese aircraft. They, we, they didn't have any air support, and they couldn't uh, uh, stop those uh, B-29s. And she said, I saw the great plane come, and said, I saw it flying over, and said, I looked, and I saw something come out, and I, I, I thought it was a, the American soldier parachuted out. And I said, my, they're brave. My, they're brave. And said, in a minute, I heard an explosion, and it went up, and it looked like a mushroom. She saw this. She was right at five miles from where the center of that fell, and her face was scarred all the way down. She was burnt five miles away. Those people that were at the center of that thing, when the bomb fell, they were no more. They did not exist anymore. They didn't find their shoes. They didn't find their teeth. They didn't find a skeleton. They were no more. That light went through them and annihilated them. 
I'm telling you right now, when God destroyed your old man, the fire, the life of God went through him and annihilated him, and there is no more of him, praise God. He is annihilated. You're a brand new creation sent right from the womb of Almighty God. Birthed right out of God himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Only thing, some of those buildings there in Hiroshima that were left, they took pictures of them. I've seen millions of pictures of them. I used to study the war and, and, and the Japanese and Tojo and, and, and all of them. I studied all that. I, I liked to study. Anyway, they show pictures, documentaries when I was a kid. And every now and then on one of those buildings, you would see a silhouette where a human being used to be. He wasn't no more. Where is his remains? What are we going to bury? What are we going to bury? Those Japanese people couldn't even cry. Who are you going to cry over? They couldn't go carry them to the funeral. You know, they're strong, family-oriented people. They couldn't even cry. They'd interview them. They were just solemn-faced. He's gone. Where's he at? I don't know. He don't exist. Where's he at? Sometimes there'd be a silhouette of one of those small Japanese. It, that light went through them and kind of like a negative and it just have an imprint on the wall of where a human used to live, human used to be. And they didn't find their shoes. They didn't find rings. They didn't find anything. Everything about them was gone. Do you understand that? The life of God went through you and annihilated that old man, blessed be God, in 1976, July the 10th, at 9 o'clock on a Wednesday morning, Jesus Christ walked into my living room and he didn't, he, he didn't save me. He killed me right there. That was the end of me right there. It was no more. Hallelujah. A man that was hard as nails and tears began to flow and my clothes were wet and I was shaking like that and I quit shaking. Something on the inside of me is greater than any force that could come against me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone said, you're a little different than you used to be, ain't you? No, I'm totally new. I'm a new man. Ain't the same fellow. That fellow died. Jesus didn't walk in and save me. He walked in and killed me. He killed me. I'm dead. I'm a dead man. I died. I died. I died. Hallelujah. Fellow asked me not too long ago, said, Son, you ever, you ever want to drink anymore? I said, Man, I tell you what, I drink all I want to now. Praise God. Said, You do? You know, he thought, Bless God, I want to come to your church. I might want a little drink sometime. You know, I know what he is thinking. Maybe you got a little shot in the, in the parsonage here. You know. I said, I drank all I want to every day. Is that right? How long you been preaching, man? He was just getting interested in this. I said, let me tell you something. I drank all I want to, but something on the inside of me just don't want to. I drank all I want to. I don't want to. Have no desire. No desire. Man, a lot of days before I got saved, before I got saved, I smoked a lot of days, a carton of cigarettes. Someone said, well, you can't do that. I don't know how I've done it. I don't know how I've done it, but a lot of times I'd smoke a carton of cigarettes and where'd the rest, who's been stealing them? You know, <laughs> how did that happen? You know, amen. Couldn't figure out what was wrong with my throat. Change brands. You know, change brands every few days. It's got to be that brand's fault, you know. Them desert view, them camels has done put a hump in, you know. 
You know what I'm saying? Amen. When I got saved, I was going to church. Man, they couldn't wait to run outside the deacons light up cigarettes. Man, it didn't bother me. And not one time. It didn't bother me. I didn't want no more. I didn't want no more. About three days after I got saved, I took a breath. I said, man, look there. I still got lungs. <laughs> Whew, I can feel. Down here, it's long down there. It's long below there. You know, I just used to pant. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Amen. Now I'm breathing down. I felt, oh, you think I'm joking. I'm not, not trying to make a joke. Man, I felt I got lungs down in here. I felt them. Amen. God dropped the bomb, folks. That life of God that God's got, it is destructive and constructive all at the same time. It blew the old man away and brought the new man, made you a brand new creation. Someone said, well, on the inside of you is a little Jesus. No, he's full grown. He's full grown, folks. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? You have the mind of Christ on the inside of you. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Buried with him. Buried with him. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, back to the sixth chapter of the book of Romans. Hallelujah. Sixth chapter of the book of Romans. Fourth verse. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. How come you can walk in the newness of life? You ain't got an old man dragging him around. You're a brand new creation. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. See, when that life of God went through you, it annihilated the old man. He's enough. You say, well, I've got problems. I've got habits. I've got this. Well, when you realize, bless God, that you're a new creation and it resters on you, you can accomplish any feat, anything. Don't make any difference. The point you realize that you died is the point you're going to walk in the victory of Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. New English Bible said, by baptism we were buried with him and lay dead. Living Bible said, your old sin-loving nature was buried with him. Hallelujah. Wade said, with him laid in the grave. He laid in the grave. Street Christians, kind of a loose translation. You know how folks talk on the street? He said, we has been raised to a brand new life. That's the whole gist of it. Brand new life new life. Not one weighted down with the problems of the world. I cast all my care over on the Lord. I walk in the newness of life. Can you say amen? amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. While we're there, look over in the 8th chapter of Romans. Look in the 11th verse. Amen. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or make alive your mortal body by the spirit that dwells in you. Someone said, 
See, I've had preachers tell me, well, Brother Solon, that's true. He's going to make alive your mortal body when you get when he comes back and raises you, you know, up to, to heaven. No, he's talking about your mortal body, the one you got now. He'll make your mortal body alive. You're going to have a new body. You're going to have a glorified body there. He ain't going to make it alive. He's going to make it brand new, glorified. Do you understand the difference? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me read you Ben Johnson's translation. It said, in fact, as you live in union with the Spirit of God, even your physical body will experience something like the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Do you understand what he's saying? Your physical body can experience the resurrection, praise God. Hallelujah. Over there in Hebrews 5, he said, your physical senses can be so exercised that they discern both good and evil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn back to the sixth chapter of Romans. Look in the fifth verse. It said, for if we've been planted, planted together in the likeness of his death, or buried with him, we shall also resurrection life. How many of you know you won't need it when you get to heaven? <laughs> Figure that out. I won't need any of that then. I got it then. I got it made. I won't even need healed. I won't need financial blessing. I won't, be, I won't need to be free from worry. I won't need any of that. Where am I going to need it? You're going to need it right here. He didn't f provide it for heaven. Amen. When do you need your physical body renewed? When you get to heaven, now you're going to have a glorified body. <laughs> What's him saying? Glorified body. You heard him saying it? What, what was the name of that? Got a new body. Got a new spirit. You know what? You ever heard him saying that? These, them quartet singers? Huh? Yeah. Got a new spirit. Don't be laughing at me singing. Praise God. I'll, I'll, I'll break out here and just have a, have a little concert here on this day. <laughs> if the anointing ever comes. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. The death, the burial, and the resurrection is done away with the old man. He's brought a new man full of the resurrection of Christ. Power. Amen. Into being right now. Praise God. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, uh, first chapter of Ephesians. 16th verse. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Here's Paul praying for the church. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That your eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may see something. What? That you may know what is the hope of what? Your calling? His calling. His calling. What is he talking about here? He's talking about Jesus living on the inside of you. What's the hope of Jesus' calling in you? And what is the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints? He said the saints has got something inherited from it. What is it? Things? No, it is the life and nature of Almighty God, the seed of God, the Word made flesh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Turn over to the third chapter of Ephesians. Look in the 14th verse. For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's fixed to pray again, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. 
that he would grant unto you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in, in the inner man that you may, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to understand, comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Is that, you know, reckon that could be true? See, 19th verse, and to know what the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. How's he gonna do it? Oh, he's mighty powerful. Oh, some way he may send the power. How's he gonna do all this more than you can even think according to the power that works in us? <laughs> it's in there now. What's in there? Same power that raised Christ from the dead. Same power. What do you think this laying out on a hands business is? Well, we do it as a point of contact. Yes, but it's transmitting something. You've got something on the inside of you that'll transmit to somebody else. It'll give them a jump start. It'll give them a boost. Amen. Listen to him. 21st verse. Unto him be glory in the church. <laughs> glory in the church. Amen. By Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Bless God, we need our thinking straightened out about who we are in Christ. Amen. Amen. We need to think along those lines because when we do, we'll begin to act according to the word of Almighty God. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Y'all get anything out of this? Amen. Well, what are you going to do with it? You're going to pat me on the back when we leave here and say, oh, yes, Brother Sullivan, what a wonderful message. And when you do, I'm going to hit someone on the head right there. <laughs> no, we're going to take it and use it in our daily life. When a problem comes up and Satan says, you are an old, wretched, and miserable thing, you've messed your whole life up, wait a minute, big boy, I'm a new creation. I started over in 1976. Hallelujah. And if you don't like that, take it up with Jesus. Amen. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, Brother Sullivan, you can't outrun your past. I don't have to outrun my past. Mine keeps coming up in my face every time I look around. <laughs> Amen. But I'll tell you what. This on the inside of us is greater than anything that can come against you. Amen. Can you say Amen. amen. Hallelujah. When a sickness tries to come, when a problem tries to come, use what's on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. You know, Jesus didn't say, well, just pray for everything. Bless God, he said, in my name you command. Amen. Hallelujah. He didn't even say, go pray for the sick. He said, go heal the sick. <laughs> Amen. You know what he said? How, do you, how come you can do that? Because there's some power in the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody need prayer tonight before we go? Anybody need prayer? Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Why don't you shake hands with...